Welcome to Legendary Pants Book Club. My name is Matthew. And I'm Mariah. And this is our super scary Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be terrifying. Terrifying because we're so ill-prepared for it. So what do we read this week? This week we read Carrie by... Seriously? Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King. Come on! You could have you guessed that just because we're doing a scary book. I think before we do the book... Uh, we should talk about the super scary beer we have. Super scary beer. Now... And then it's scary that we're drinking this. Yeah, so Mariah's kind of a beer snob, and she got me to be a beer snob. There's actually words on this. But, uh, this week, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do something super scary and have a Miller Lite. And this is actually... The reason why we even have this is because my sister Kelsey, whom you may remember from our Martian podcast, she had brought this. <laughs> And left it here. Yeah, so we still have that. We're waiting for Kelsey to come claim it. Uh, but until then, we're going to drink one, if if we manage to finish it. Can you read it? Yeah, so this is a Miller Lite. It says, Inside is a fine Pilsner beer, brewed with the highest quality ingredients. Our secret is Miller Lite's special triple hops brewing recipe. We use choice hops from the Pacific Northwest, as well as Noble Saws hops, and deliver more taste aroma, and color with only 96 calories. All right. I haven't had one of these maybe ever. I used to drink them in college. Well, that's not terrible. Oh, oh, what are you, are you lying? I mean, it tastes on, really watered down. Really? It's not very strong. It tastes like... Oh, it's, it tastes like college regret is what it tastes like. It tastes like they took the head from a Guinness and poured water into it and maybe <laughs> a little more carbonation. It's, oof. Wow, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... No, that's a fine beer you got there, Kelsey. I mean, I can see why... It's, it's only 96 calories, and I, I guess I could see why the kids love it. Oh, okay, I'm not having any more of that. Woo! Okay, so that's our scary beer for our scary podcast. Okay. <laughs> and we read a scary book. We did. We read Carrie by Stephen King. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take care of the publisher summary this time, so you can you can relax on that. Uh, this is uh, This is from Audible. A an unpopular teenage girl whose mother is a religious fanatic is tormented and teased to the breaking point by her more popular schoolmates. She uses her hidden telekinetic powers to inflict a terrifying revenge. Oh, that was it? That was it. You can't talk with your mouth full. I thought it was going to take you longer, that's why I was going to eat a brownie. No, no, it's a very, very short, very short publisher's uh, summary. Yeah, it sounds like a writing prompt for like a, a, a creative writing class. This is how the this is how the seventies was. Their publisher summaries were very short. So yes, we uh, we read Carrie. Uh, we, well, we listened to Carrie. Well, we did. We actually listened to it in the car together, uh, which we don't often do. We actually listened to it at the same time, like in right. the same area, uh, while we were driving to Cincinnati. Yep. Um, so yes, our our nineteen month old, twenty month old child also heard Carrie. Listened to Carrie on the way to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, he doesn't understand a lot of words except for fire truck. Fire truck, yeah, he. That's that's a big one. Now we picked this book because we wanted to do something scary. I also wanted to do something a little more fantasy oriented. However, uh, I guess you could argue that Carrie isn't fantasy per se. It seems more like a science fiction, right? Because they talk about the kind of the quote unquote science behind the telekinesis. Yeah. But I, I don't know, telekinetic powers and stuff always just strikes me as fantasy, like in Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is not science oh, fiction. So Carrie used the Force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carrie used um, the Force. 
We picked... I bet hermetichlorians were off the chart. Well, only during a few days of the month, though. Right. So we wanted to pick something scary, so we went, oh, Stephen King, he's the obvious choice. Um, but we couldn't read what I wanted to read, which was The Shining. God, no. Okay, so we both have Shining stories. Now, I'll go first, because yours is much better than mine. Okay. So, when I was in college, I was home visiting uh, my father and my stepmother, and I needed a book to read. And I said, Dad, do you have any Stephen King? He said, yes, read this. And he handed me The Shining. I read The Shining in two days. But I finished it at night, okay? And my dad lives in this 150-year-old house that has a big boiler in the basement. So I'm finishing reading this book, terrified, of course. And my father goes, did you finish The Shining? I went, yes, I just finished it. And he says, oh, good. I need you to go check on the boiler. Did he do that on purpose? Yes, he did it on purpose. What an ass. <laughs> yeah. And I was said, uh, uh, how about fuck no? <laughs> and then he laughed at me. So that was that was my shining experience. Okay. So fun fact about me is I do not tolerate scary movies well at all. I've stopped watching them. Best example I can give you of how ridiculous this is is the movie crap the M Night Shyamalan the, the village, village the village. I watched that movie and I was terrified of the color red for days. So you, you use that information and judge me how you see fit. Yeah, because that's, that's super lame. It is, it's really bad. And I just can't, I, I, for some reason I just can't make myself understand that it's not real. So They, they will be the lamest monsters ever. The, I know. The quill boys? Big, red, scary quill monster. Ugh, Terrified of the color red. Yeah. I'm better now. I got over it. So No, no she's not. Time heals. Well, no, about that. Oh. I'm not afraid of the color red anymore. That's true. So, I also experienced The Shining, but the movie, I didn't read the book, fuck that noise, um, in college, and I went to Arcadia University, um, formerly known as Beaver College, and they have a castle, and it's it's an old-looking castle, so it's a little spooky. So, it's right before Christmas break, and the three of us, I think there were six or seven of us in that room... There were three of us left, me, Maricel, and Allie. We decided for some god-awful reason to watch The Shining in the castle with our spooky windows and shadows and all that stuff. Needless to say, after watching that, we both went into our beds and none of us slept all night. I didn't sleep for three nights. I went home to my mother's. I couldn't sleep, so I laid on the couch with the Christmas tree lights on. And my mother's door opened so I could hear her snoring for three nights. That's fantastic. It's really bad. That's really bad. I Of course you watch The Shining. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is. They watch They watch the, uh, the, the hotel over winter so that the people who live there don't have to deal with scary-ass ghosts. Remember the video of The sh- Shining? Shining, the, uh, the, the, the fake trailer. I'll try yeah. to find that and put it in the, in the liner notes. I'm yeah. sure it's on YouTube somewhere. that. That's a that's a good that's a that's a good spoof. Yeah. So anyway, so so needless to say, we couldn't do The Shining, which is probably Stephen King's one of his better shorter works. So we couldn't do The Shining. So we wanted to pick something short enough that we could listen to on the drive, and uh, so we picked Carrie, which uh, Carrie had an older movie, and then they had a newer movie come out a couple of years ago. So I had already known kind of the general premise. But I have never seen the movie. I've never seen the new movie. 
Uh, so I had, it was you had all, no idea. I had no idea. It was all new experience for me. Yeah, and which was interesting to me because I I just felt like what happens in Carrie is common knowledge. I feel like it shows up in a lot of pop culture. I'm sure they did a bit of it on The Simpsons and in all sorts of you know comedy type spoof, maybe Family Guy, like. The pig's blood dumped on her head is... Yeah, I had no idea. And you had no idea that that happened. No idea. So, which is kind of funny to me because you like scary stuff. I do not, but I I, I knew what was going to happen. You, you knew what was going to happen in Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just, I hadn't, I don't know. I, I've seen a few Stephen King movies, Shining, Cujo, Langoliers, but I haven't, I hadn't seen Carrie for whatever reason. So I did see the movie. The, right. The, the first one, the old one. Right. And... We can get back to that. I want to know what was really different, because I haven't seen the movie yet. I wanted to watch it before today, but I, for, I didn't get a time. And, you know, our plan is not to just read books that have movies. That is not our plan. In fact, next week we are not reading a book with a movie. Correct. Um, however, this week we did again. 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 Let me start off with this, because we listened to this book together, and we did we did kind of make fun of parts of it. Let me ask you this. Did you like the book? Okay, if I try not to think about the way it made me feel in a negative way, it it's meant to be a scary book, and it it did make me uncomfortable, it did make me... Scary things also tend to make me feel nauseated, it did that as well. Um, so, in that sense, it's a success, and Stephen King is a fantastic writer. He is a good writer. Um, I would definitely recommend to the book the book to people who like scary stuff. Um, in that sense. I mean, I, I don't like a scary movie or a scary book, so I don't enjoy that. Right. Okay, so... But well, I think it was a well-written book. I think I think the story was good. Um, I liked the way it was done. Um, so from Carrie's perspective and then um, from writings that people did later discussing the whole telekinesis phenomenon, which was kind of neat, a back-and-forth kind of thing. Um, so I did like that. And I also found it really interesting, I don't know when you were planning on bringing this up, but we listened to it on Audible, and the beginning does have an excerpt from Stephen King. Yeah. And he, I I never knew that Carrie is a combination of two people that he actually knew that died, um, in his life. Although I don't believe they had telekinetic powers. I don't think so. But it was, like, the one girl was fat and plain or ugly and got made fun of and teased and tortured her entire life and ended up committing suicide. Right. And the other girl um, had seizures um, and her mother was a religious fanatic. And right. he, there's a scene in the book where he talks about the big crucifix in their home. And he had actually seen that in the home of this girl who had epilepsy and, and her mother was a religious fanatic. So that's even scarier to me. Like that he actually knew people with these traits. Yes. Yeah. And I think it, it's an uncomfortable thing to experience, but just listening to high school and how cruel people can be, that was super uncomfortable to listen to. Um but not incorrect. You know that girls are kind of mean. Um yeah, you bitches be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in high school that they're really... Although, there was a... I felt like the teachers sure did do a lot of slapping. <laughs> that yeah, don't well, do it was, this book was written in 74. Yeah. So, because the, 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 common, the common cure for hysteria back then was, was a, a good quick slap to the face. But it definitely 
made me uncomfortable. Okay, so that was my follow-up question was, did you find the book scary? No, not not scary. Okay. Um, it made me uncomfortable. Okay. It made me feel, I felt really bad for Carrie. You definitely empathized with her. Absolutely. Um, and I just felt sick that he made it very real that this was a real person and that she was treated this way. Right. It made it very believable that this is something that could happen, which made me really uncomfortable. Although I will say I did, I more enjoyed the end of the book when she was just losing her shit on everybody. <laughs> I wasn't scared of that part because I was more like, yeah, bitch, just kill them all. Yeah, just get them all. They all deserve it kill at this all point. Of them. Yeah, burn that fucker down. So that, yeah, that didn't scare me. No, I will say I also, I actually did enjoy the book fairly like, thoroughly. Did you find it scary? I did not. But I'm not one to, to generally find things scary as much as entertaining. Now, don't get me wrong, I love myself a scary movie. But not because I find them scary, because I generally find them hilarious. So did you find this book hilarious? No. Which is good. Uh, I have read several scary books. I've read several Stephen King novels by now. Um, the Shining being my favorite so far of them. Um, I don't That one find actually scared you. It, well... It did, but it didn't. The it was it was certainly more unnerving than than Carrie was. Um, but I find that what I liked about Carrie is not so much that it was scary, but it was suspenseful, which I found pretty interesting because in the flashback parts where they're talking about the different books about the events and the different biographies and things, you kind of figure out what happens before it happens. But that almost gave me a much uh, more feeling of suspense because it's like, wow, 400 people are about to die. How the fuck is that going to happen? And again, I went into this book not having seen Carrie. I had no idea. And how the fuck is this one girl, awkward, quiet right. girl, going to do this? How right. could she possibly manage it? Right. And so I found that to be uh, very good. When I was listening to the book, I really wanted to know what was going to happen next. It, it kept me kind of reading from chapter to chapter. So I, I thought it was good that way. Um, and as you said, I mean, Stephen King's a good writer. His scenes are, are good. His characters are fantastic. Um, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a good writer. I, now, don't get me wrong. I read Cell, which is a book he wrote when I was in college, I think. That book sucked ass. It was a terrible book. So, I mean, every, even... All your ideas can't be gold. Yeah, even, even great authors can be kind of hit or miss sometimes, but, but, but this was, this was a good book. I really enjoyed it. And, and if you do like listening to the Audible books, um, even the bit where Stephen King in the beginning, you know, does a little intro, uh, he talked a little bit about his life, which was kind of neat to hear about, mm -hmm. you know. And it was him. It was actually his voice talking. Yep. And so they seem to be doing more of that, where there's intros in the beginning or at the end with the author. Yeah, I don't know if Audible did that or if that was... Because Carrie's an older book, and, and it sounded older. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the previous... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Now, did the... You're a, you're a physical therapist, and you're all medical-oriented. Did the genetics thing in this kind of irritate you at all? With the recessive through the mother? Right. Like that dad, that men could be carriers and women can't? But if it's on the X chromosome, it could be recessive. Yes, but there's no way for a male to be a carrier. On the X chromosome. If it's on the X chromosome and he gets an active one, he would be telekinetic. How can a man be a carrier without it exhibiting? Mm. See? That's what, that's what I'm telling you. Stephen King did not understand genetics at all. Well, he tried. 
He did try. And he was clearly leveraging... Um, but men don't go through their period, so they also kind of connected it to that. I don't know. I've met some men who and clearly... Those are probably the ones that got their telekinetic powers. Yeah, those are the ones in the telekinetic... Oh, so, man. yeah, in the, in the book they explain... I'm sure everyone knows. So, Carrie... I'm sure everyone does. Carrie's, I didn't know. Carrie's an abused little girl, and she ends up with telekinetic powers um, that... Actually, they do show up throughout her life a few times, but they peak, of course, when she goes through her menstruation, um, which happens at... She was 17? Uh, 16? Something like that. She was in gym class. So they're pretty much shocked that she had no idea what this was. Um, And really disturbing why. Her mother, who's a religious fanatic, um, thought that she had cancer, didn't know that she was pregnant, um, and gave birth to her child and cut the umbilical cord herself. With a butcher's um, knife. With a butcher's knife. Uh, the same one she stabbed Carrie with later. Was that the same knife? Same knife. Oh, I didn't catch that. Um, that's that's kind of yeah. fucked up. Um, and never tells Carrie about the, the birds and the bees, you know, and about a woman's time. Um, calls them dirty pillows. Dur- dirty pillows, yes. Only only bad girls get breasts. Yeah, so it's uh, quite disturbing. So, But instead of just saying, okay, she has telekinetic powers, it comes when she gets her period. They do try to describe, they, they kind of, it's almost like they use new, news articles and um, medical journals um, trying to understand this phenomenon. They even talk about, in the end, like a program where they need to genetically test girls and then the moral dilemma of what to do with these girls if they are, if they have the trait. <laughs> do you lock them up? Like, but how can you contain them? Because, so that part I found, I mean, he very, like, glossed over that, like, what to do in this situation. Um, but in Carrie's situation, it wasn't just um, nature. So this is a nature versus nurture. This is both. In nature, yes, she had the telekinesis, but she was nurtured incorrectly. So if a, I would say if a girl has this trait, but in her environment is good. She won't be a fucked up kid and try to kill everybody. Right. Well, I mean, but even well-adjusted young ladies have their moments with the hormones and whatnot. Yeah, but not enough to, like, spill gasoline all over a town and set it on fire. That's true. So if you have a child who has this gene and will more than likely become telekinetic, they're not going to be crazy and set a town on fire and murder everybody. Right, but they could, like at any time. So isn't that not why if, they need to be locked up? Not if they up? have a stable upbringing. Not if they're but you can't, mentally stable. But you can't guarantee that. Okay, yes, we can. Carrie's grandmother, or great-grandmother, that bitch lived her whole life without setting a town on fire. That's where Carrie got the genes. Right, so she did, but you don't know... It, you have a little child that you've tested, has the ability to destroy an entire town and kill 400 people at some indeterminate point in the future. You can't know if she is or isn't going to do that. No, but you don't lock the child up because that's definitely not going to help. So Carrie's grandmother probably had a very nice life and wasn't abused. Her mother, Carrie's mother would lock her in a closet and make her pray and had like pictures of the devil in there that she had to stare at or the black man or whatever they called it but if you have a child who you test and okay she has it she's going to probably be telekinetic then you monitor you make sure that she has a stable household i don't know educate her look you have this trait this is going to happen i mean you see superhero movies all the time and those people most of them 
the heroes are helping everyone out. I mean, yeah, you get your crazies, but that's what you need superheroes for. Okay, but I've but seen... But they had a bad upbringing. They had a bad upbringing. I've seen superhero movies. There's usually one superhero who, over the course of several movies, deals with a whole slew of bad guys. So it seems like the superheroes are the bad apples. They're the ones who are least likely. Because one superhero to 20 supervillains, that's not a good ratio. So I'm just saying, like, it's not... So what do you suggest they do with these children? Well, I don't... Shit, I don't know. So the options are lock them up or try to give them a better environment and education. Why are those the only two options? What's another option? Find a way to suppress it. Okay. Vaccines, yeah. Medication, sure. CRISPR? CRISPR. CRISPR, it's a genetic modification tool. Okay. Well, I don't think Stephen King knew about those, so... Well, no, they didn't exist in the 70s. I will say, though... To your point on Carrie's mom, I don't think she was being malicious. I think she honestly believed that crazy shit. Yeah, she did. That's what's even scarier. Well, yeah, and that's what's that's what's scary about it, is that to... No, she believed that stuff. To Carrie's mom, she thought she was doing the right thing the whole time. She thought that she needed to kill her child. So, Carrie's mom, especially when she... <laughs> I think it's kind of a cute scene... The first time she knew that Carrie had these telekinetic powers is her as a baby laying in her crib and giggling and her Carrie's mom goes and looks and her bottle is hovering above the that's baby. That's right, 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 right. And she at that moment was like, okay, I need to kill this thing. Um, so since Carrie was an infant, Carrie's mom has wanted to kill her, has felt that she should kill her. Well, she's a witch, according to Carrie's mom. Yeah, and, and she Ca- believes it. Yeah, and Carrie's mom believes that, that witches need to be killed as soon as possible. You're actually finishing that beer. That's that's impressive. Yeah, and actually Carrie's mom thinks that she's sinning because she didn't kill her daughter. Yes. As a baby. Yes. And then again at three, when Carrie made the rocks fall down from the sky. I don't know, did she pull meteors? Yeah, they don't really... They don't really I, <coughs> I, go into detail of what those rocks were. I, I don't know. I gather that they were rocks from nearby. I didn't think that she Not was pulling... Space. I don't think she was pulling meteorites. Because they, they weren't breaking through the roof, and a meteorite would. Yeah. So I think they yeah. were just nearby There wasn't rocks. like... Yeah, because it... And that was what was interesting to me, because I still felt like that, that was a huge bout of power. But when Carrie realized that she had this telekinetic power when she hit puberty, she had a hard time lifting anything. Well, that's because she wasn't... But when she was three, she threw rocks at her house from I don't even know how far. Well, I mean, maybe it's like adrenaline. You know how mothers will pick up trucks off children with the power of their love? That, that, that she... She made rocks fall from the sky with the power of her anger. And she did, she knew she was gonna, her mom was coming to kill her again, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, she got pretty powerful at the end, too, when she flipped shit. Oh, yeah. Well, she'd been practicing, though. But only for a few weeks. Although she did say that it was impressive how quickly she, she, she got more powerful in those couple of weeks. Yeah, she was practicing a lot. Right. And I did appreciate the physiological effects on the body. It wasn't just, okay, here's your free superpower, do with it what you will. There right. was a toll on the body, and it was mostly on the heart. Right, and I believe Stephen King said in there that if there was an autopsy, it would show that there were, there were changing patterns in the brain, like physiologically. There were, there were, there were changes in the structures of the brain as she, as she developed the power. I don't know if you caught that. No. Uh, I, I 
I caught the whole heart exploding. I think that's what happened to her grandmother. She finally had a heart attack. Yeah, while she was she was doing something too. I don't know. No, I but, don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Her heart eventually exploded. Because it talks about like Carrie becoming short of breath and her heart speeding up, and she would get a headache or lightheaded. And well, and then at the end of the book, when they he reveals that another little girl has the powers, and her grandmother had heart died of a heart attack too. Mm-hmm. Um, the grandmother that that laughed and pulled all the cops' guns out of their hands when the cops came to, I don't know, shoot her or something. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It says that, that that was what was in that letter. Like, remember when Grammy had a heart attack after pulling the guns out of the cops' hands and laughing? And it was like the whole... I remember, yeah, the letter they're talking about yeah. the grandmother. I don't remember police officers' guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's, and that's why she was scared, but she's like... So, okay, so let me ask you then. What was different about the movie, then, from the book? Okay, I was in middle school or high school. I'm pretty sure Laura was one of the people who watched this with us. That does not surprise me. Um, So I don't remember all the details. I vividly remember the plug it up scene. And I vividly remember the pig's blood scene. And the big difference that I can remember is at the very end of the movie, and maybe I'm making this up. So if I'm wrong, someone can tell us. But I just remember at the very end of the movie, them, like, pausing on that house and kind of focusing in on the yard and, like, closing, closing, getting a close-up. And then all of a sudden, a bloody hand comes out of the ground and then it goes black and we all start screaming. We were so scared, we ran downstairs and started watching Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. That was your, that That was was your cure to the scary movie. Yeah, because I needed to distract my brain. And this was at, like... Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. So. <laughs> the best time to watch movies that scare the shit out yeah, of you. I don't know why we decided to do that. Maybe my sister or Laura knows. Those are the only things I remember. Those are, okay. Well, I meant to watch the movie and, and hopefully add to that, but I, I, I didn't get a chance. So, Well, people could even share with us, if anyone has watched the movie and or read the book, what they think what was different. They could. That would be, that would be awesome. And they would maybe show us that we have some listeners. Because right now I'm pretty sure it's just Leo listening to us. I, don't I think, think he's, he's asleep. I don't think he's listening. <laughs> uh, so, what I want to start doing on, on our podcast here is giving things a star rating like we would on Goodreads. So, what would you give Carrie? Now, now let's, let's first let's establish the rating. So, there's five stars. So, a five-star book is, like, one of the best books you have ever read. Like, it, it is would go in your top five books. Indispensable. I would argue, I would argue like... You get, you know, these are my top five books. You don't like High Fidelity. So oh, right, okay. you only get five books that you can give a five. Oh, that's what your that's what your rule is? Because I, I think on Goodreads I might have six that have five, but I don't remember. But maybe your top like, ten. Okay. Maybe top ten. But, like, the, I mean, if it gets a five, if it gets a fifth star, that is that is one of the greatest books you've ever read. Conversely, a one-star rating, like, this is a piece of filth that you barely finished. If you even finished it. Okay? So, one star, holy shit, this is terrible. Five stars, greatest book I've ever read. Two stars, eh, it was a book, I didn't care for it. Three stars, I liked it, it was pretty good. Four stars, I really like this book, a lot. And then, yeah, so, that's where we're going. So what would you give Carrie? Again, I have a hard time, because I don't like the genre. That's fine. But again, it was was a good book, so I I would probably give it a four. You gave it a four? I'm surprised. But it was a good book. I mean, it made me uncomfortable. I empathized with Carrie. I rooted for her in the end. Um, he write, he wrote a good story. 
Wow, I'm 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 thoroughly shocked. I did not think you would give it a, a four. I'm only gonna give it a three. Why? Because I thought it was a good book. Don't get me wrong, I liked it. But I didn't think it, I didn't love it. It wasn't fantastic. It was just it was good. I liked it. I would give it a three. So what we'll do is I will put our star ratings on books in the little show blurb from now on, so that people can get kind of a like a quick view of you know how we like this book. Um, I can... No, I'm probably not going to go back through the books we've already done. So this will be a, a here-on-out kind of thing. Uh, we'll be we'll be doing that. Um, you got anything else for Carrie? No. no. It's a pretty short book. It was only like six hours long, I think. Yeah. Um, so it... Uh, we'll have a... Oh, well, we're actually not doing too bad on time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, hey, drop us a line. Uh, you can send us an email. Bookclub at legendarypants.net. Uh, you can always check us out on the blog, legendarypants.net. We're on iTunes, Legendary Pants. You know, uh, we, we like to tell everyone that we're the only podcast not brought to you by Audible. Uh, however, this book is available on Audible if you'd like to check it out. What are we doing next week? Next week we're reading A Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time, which is one of your favorites. By Madeline Langle. L- is that how you pronounce her last name? Yes. Okay. Uh, Wrinkle in Time, what we're doing next week, uh, Back to Science Fiction, that one also available on Audible. Yes, well, and I, well, I picked it because it says that it was a, it was fantasy when I read the description, and I was like, oh, okay. I had read it a long time ago when I was little, but yeah, it's science Not, fiction. Yeah, it's science fiction. <laughs> it's, it's very clearly science fiction. So we're trying to, to think of a fantasy book, so if anyone has a suggestion, we're open to fantasy book suggestions, preferably not a huge series of fantasy books that's going to take us forever to get through. No, we need a standalone fantasy book. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Shameless Shoelace never claimed his prize, so I'm going to put it back up. Uh, someone drop us a review or a comment, and uh, email me your address, and we'll uh, we'll send you a coffee mug. Uh, preferably a review on iTunes, because apparently that's how you get the likes, is you, you get reviews on iTunes. Gotcha. So yeah, throw us a review on iTunes, and email me your address, bookclub at legendarypants.net, And uh, you'll get a Legendary Pants coffee mug. Have fun.